Riley's caca run over by a SWAT truck. nothing i just said that welcome to the 70th god damn it 70th, 70th episode of pixels polygons and fun video game podcast we talk about anything under the video game sun i am your host Jinji. with me as always is mr colo how are you buddy i'm doing pretty all right all right I and mean, with us today is our is again our intern riley fuck off <laughs> how are in you what buddy fucking, in what fucking world does a man go from the fucking co-ceo to an intern this one oh you're missing a middle step there bud you went from co-ceo to nobody Quit. then back on to special guest then intern <laughs> yeah you're working your fuck you gotta intern. work your way back fuck up intern. the fuck intern I'll either skip intern or I'll go back to special guest until I'm good enough to skip intern. But anyway, you guys, with that lovable intro aside, we're going to jump into the news. And I didn't do it last week. Into the news. Got to make a phone call. We'll be right back. Yes. I see. Good news, everyone. Ring, Welcome ring, back. hello, hello, oh, this bit is overdone? I know, I've been told many times, but I'm, I'm just going to keep doing it anyway. Okay, bye. Hang up, phone sound. Editing magic, asshole. Welcome back to, to the news out, segment of the show. We will be talking about a couple of news articles for you guys. Polling from GamesIndustry.biz, written by James Batchelor. Pokemon Sword and Shield are the fastest selling game in Switch's history. It's not surprising. Switch, the, uh, let's see, the Pokemon company has revealed that Sword and Shield smashed Switch records in, the, in its first seven days. After one week on sale, the two games have sold a combined six million copies around the globe, Jesus making them the console's fastest selling games to date. Yesterday, yesterday it was revealed that 1.36 million of those were sold in the Pokemon's home territory of Japan. Meanwhile, Nintendo of America had announced that they sold over 2 million copies in the first two days in the United States. And a bit of uh, context for you. Overall life sales, um, Pokemon X and Y sold a total copy of 16.42 million. Uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon sold 16.17 million. 
and Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire has sold a total copy in their lifetime of 14.25 million. So in just just the first week, we have hit 6 million copies already. Sword and Shield is going to completely smash everything else. Fuck so, off. Bravo, Game Freak. Way to go. Congratulations. Fuck, fuck you, Game Freak. And see, the funny thing is, and not to bring up any negative anything, the fact that it's already breaking records, even um, even taking into account all the people who complained about the game and canceled their pre-orders, there's still that many people who are dedicated to this to this brand of games. To this franchise. Yeah, it's brand loyalty. They accept mediocrity because they're loyal to the brand of Pokemon. I would say I'm this willing guy, to I look say past game, the negatives. I would say this game of is all far the from negativity. Right. If, if anybody, if any of you have a chance, look up comparisons from Gen 7 sprites to Gen 8 sprites. That is, that is by far... The best improvement on this game is the sprite work. Or I, I can't even say sprites any. We can't even say the 3D models. I miss the sprites. The 3D models are but sometimes see, bad. I think the 3D models allow for so much, so much more detail and different designs of Pokemon. You see, you don't know about sprite detail because you refuse to play Gen 5. I've played both games. Those sprites were super expressive. That's like, Pokemon was honestly like one of the last games to have sprites. So the sprites in fucking Black and White 2, you can tell those are like the fucking apex of sprite art. They're fucking great. But anyway, yeah. could you continue? But uh, the last comment I will make, um, to date, the core entries of the Pokemon RPG franchise has now, in total, out of all the mainline series games, have sold more than 240 million copies worldwide. Wow. Okay, Pokemon get off is an topic, unstoppable just... monster. Yes. Before I get off this topic, I would just like to say that my... My saying of fuck you, Game Freak, was highly exaggerated. As much as I think this game is mediocre and that they should improve in the future, I am very thankful for the work they've done, including on this game. So, my, I, I rescind fuck you, Game Freak, and I will replace it with maybe do better, Game Freak. I will stand by that Game Freak did a amazing job. Now, granted, yes, I do have my negatives with Sword and Shield, but those are overshadowed by One all the positives I have with negative. the game. Yes, I am upset that Oshawott is not in the game, but I am willing to look past that because of all the other beauties that are there. Gotta catch them all, except for the ones that we cut. Yes, but that is that. I don't think I... I don't think I went hard enough on Sword and Shield, the Sword and Shield episode, because I didn't want to piss Celez off. But now that she's not here, the gloves are fucking off. Anyway, Colo, do you have any news, buddy? Yeah, uh, pulling from GamesIndustry.biz, uh, written by James Batchelor. Ah, I was waiting for Rebecca <laughs> Uh The temporary Pokemon Center that was in 
that was in I believe it was yeah. The uh pop up store that was in London this yeah. year, I think it was a couple months ago. Uh will be returning to London for the Pokemon World Championships in twenty twenty. Alright. We have yet to get a Pokemon Center in the US though. We have Nintendo stores, which are pretty cool. We have, we have a Pokemon Nintendo Center store in New York, don't we? Nope, we have a Nintendo New York. We have a Nintendo store, not a Pokemon Center. But anyway, so I think that's pretty cool. Just something... Yeah, it was... Uh, according to the Pokemon Company, more than 30,000 people visited the pop-up store at the Westfield Shopping Center during the four weeks it was open. It was open throughout October to coincide with the launch of Pokemon Sword and Shield. So they had different, like, hoodies, all different kinds of Pokemon memorabilia and and all that and all that stuff. So I think that's pretty cool that they're that they're doing uh pop up stores. I would like to see more like kind of branched out, you know, through through everywhere, honestly, to where people can get more access to them. Bring bring a pop up store to, you know, let's say let's say Nebraska. That way we can get no a way Pikachu. They're gonna go all the way out to hey, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop, 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 stop. Here's my idea. Game Freak, I know you're listening. Pokemon Company, I know you're listening. Bring a pop-up store to Nebraska. That way you can have a Pikachu dressed up in a corn hat, wearing uh, overalls, riding a tractor. Jesus there you go. There's your, there's your exclusivity. I just think of the fucking... This is a reference that only people who follow my YouTube will get. So, like, one person who listened to this podcast, I'd imagine. Um, the last movie I reviewed on my movie review podcast was called Dorby's Making Decisions. It was some, like, old, crappy animated short film. And there was this character in that short film where he's, he's, he's got, like, a straw hat and overalls and he talks in, like, a fucking southern accent. That's what I just thought of. But yeah, that you know what? That's a that's a question I guess I should have asked since I spouted off with P, P, uh, Pikachu and a tractor. What would your region exclusive Pikachu look like? I mean, Did I think guys... my region exclusive Pikachu already exists because Sunhat Pikachu is a thing, and I live in Florida. So Pikachu running a sundial. Maybe my region aisle? exclusive Pikachu is a Pikachu in just horrible disarray. Not, not, not groomed at all. Just fu- with fucking crack deals all over him. That's the Florida Pikachu. What about you, Cola? <laughs> I have no idea. There's, there's nothing fucking in Ohio. Ohio's like the most boring fucking state. There's nothing up here. So it's an invisible Pikachu. Nebraska is cooler. No, we we wouldn't even Pikachu. We would not get an exclusive Pikachu. They just go and uh, they just go and be like, yeah, you guys don't get a Pikachu exclusive. We'll give you Mimikyu though. Or how about just like a regular Pikachu, but it's a Pikachu that's crying because it gets nothing because it's Ohio. Because fuck Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's I mean there's, there's fun things to do here, but like. You can't make it sports oriented because our sports fucking suck. Other than the Indians, uh, there, there's not much other than like you could do something. I know they won't make it like very specific, but I've seen I've seen things online like uh, uh, what like fan art and stuff. 
you could make it similar to. I want to see them do like a Pikachu thing for uh, colleges. Ooh, yeah, that'd be cool. Because I do know Ohio, Ohio State University is super big in Ohio because it's like our best college bet, our co- college football team. Mm-hmm. So okay. I feel like they could do something with that. But other than that, I I have no idea. Ohio's boring. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, Riley, do you have any any news, buddy? I have two news. I have double news. Oh, it's quite the news full segment. Yeah, the the, fuck you, Florian. We'll do all the news we want. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's what Florian said. He fucking, I went to our, I don't think I've told this story on the show yet. I went to the Twitch chat of of Monkey Jones, who does Is It Kino, the movie review podcast that our former guest Florian does. And after the show was done, I asked in the chat if he remembered Pixels, if he remembered our show. And he said no. And when I reminded him, he shat on us for just reading the news, quote unquote. So that was funny. I still love Florian. I still, I still want to download that stream just specifically to grab the two-second soundbite of Monkey Jones saying the name of our podcast. All right, yeah, first, news, Mr. First news, Mr. Riley. Blizzard and NetEase win 569K in copyright mm. lawsuit against Chinese mobile publisher on wow. gamesindustry.biz written, written by Rebecca Valentine. Okay, there we go. All right, now <laughs> we can continue the show, you guys. <laughs> Blizzard and NetEase have recently won a copyright lawsuit against Shamane-based publisher 4399 Network, which was found to have copied Overwatch with at least two of its titles. Shanghai publication Shine reports that a uh, Pudong court ruled in favor of <laughs> Blizzard. Haha, <laughs> 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 we're making fun of a language. Isn't that funny, guys? <laughs> Blizzard and NetEase to the tune of nearly 4 million yuan or $569,000 in the suit. The majority of that compensation was for a mobile game that Shine refers to as Clash of Fighters, but is very likely the same as Mobile MOBA Heroes of Warfare, which Blizzard and and NetEase originally sued 4399 over in 2017. 500,000 yuan was received for the online game Gunplay Battlefront, with a lesser amount agreed upon since the game has been offline since 2017. And blah, 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 Blizzard arguing about fucking rip-offs, very obviously getting ripped off. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Because the mobile market is, like, ripe for shit getting ripped off. And I'm glad some justice is being served in that regard. Yeah, as you guys have so endearingly named me being the mobile hoodlum, I can't tell you how many times I've come across Look, so it. many He said it, phones. not me. I'm not allowed to say that anymore, but he said it, not me. Just quote, quoting right here. Raging <laughs> Jiddy said, mobile but, but no, in all legit seriousness, I can't tell you how many fucking clones of shit I come across the fucking Google Play Store and the iOS App Store. God, the amount of Pokemon ones that haven't been taken right. down yet. 
I see a new one for like in ads all the time, and they use they use things that look like they're from Short Sword and Shield or the most recent game. Mm-hmm. And then you, and then like, you if actually you're look into it. To it looks download like it, shit. If you download it, it is literally not. It has nothing to do with Pokemon. It literally has nothing seen, to do. It's literally like no. I've oh, really seen. It's like pocket monsters. We have a bunch of like fake mon. But they're not even called Pokemon because they know they'll get copy striked for it. No, I've seen real Pokemon like MMOs made that are like ripoffs. I don't know. They actually seemed pretty fun when I touched one for like twenty minutes, but didn't go back to it because I don't play. I didn't play mobile games like at all at that time. It seemed pretty fun. So it makes me wonder why some fucking ripoff developer would actually put time into making this game decent. When it's a ripoff game that they're going to make a couple thousand dollars off of and then get fucking taken down by Nintendo. Because you can tell it's not like a... It's not Pokemon enough to be a actual, like, dedicated fan project. It's definitely from, like, a ripoff company looking to make a quick buck. But it was actually decent. Damn, you can tell I'm really boring this time because Colo and Peng... Not fucking Penguin. Just get completely silent every time I say something when I'm looking for them to s- respond in some way. Well, no, I mean, I've seen some of those high-quality rip-offs, but even then, the only way you can find those high-quality rip-offs is if you're part of the, the community for it, because they changed the, the game name so fucking often. Oh, do you actually play this fucking game that you think I might be talking about? Years ago. Yeah, the one that always had ads on YouTube. The, like... Yeah. Yeah. That shit was actually good. But, no, but uh, to get back to the new, to the, to the news, since we've had so many derails already as it is, but, no, I'm glad to see that there's finally action being taken. Because I'm, ty- I'm tired of seeing just blatant rip-off clones. Getting tired of it. All right, time for Riley's second news. The double news, the bonus news. From us.blastingnews.com by Azmir Pekmik. Fortnite campfires have received a massive buff in the latest update. Hmm. The latest Fortnite Battle Royale patch has brought some big changes to the popular video game. The version 11.20 patch, which was released on Wednesday, November 20th, was the first Chapter 2 patch Epic Games has received released notes for. While these notes have revealed the most important changes and additions that have come with the update, the video game developer has released more changes that haven't yet been covered with the blog post. Campfires have been in Fortnite Battle Royale for a few seasons now, but Epic Games valued the co- vaulted the cozy camp- campfire the trap healing item at the start of chapter two. Players can now use foraged campfires to restore their health. These can be found all over the island. The latest update has drastically buffed healing found in these places, and players can now survive much longer in the storm thanks to this change. What do you guys think about the campfires getting buffed? I can potentially see some strategic benefits to surviving in the storm for longer. But I I don't know. I mean, I'm not a very strategic Fortnite player. 
I guess I, I, I'm too wired for, for like Call of Duty and I'm not thinking, oh shit, gotta build a fucking Empire State Building four times in two seconds. Or poof, die. So I don't, I, I mean, strategically, I, I can see, I can see where that can, you know, hold some value. So for those Fortnite players who are excited for this change, I'm, I'm happy for you. You know, go nuts. But I'm not very too well in depth with Fortnite anymore, to be honest with you. I mean, neither have I. It's just become my dedicated bit at this point that I have to bring in Fortnite news every week. You know, I swear there's something we can come up with you on that one, like since since you're a child. To to our child correspondent in the Fortnite Fortnite News Corner. There we go. I will I will leave right now. <laughs> but anyway. Color, are you still there, buddy? Yep. I just don't All care right. about Fortnite. <laughs> and with that being said, you guys, we're gonna we're gonna cut it here and go into our next segment. We will be right back. Welcome back to the second segment of the show, you guys. Well, we will talk about what we've been doing in the last week or so, video game wise. Video game wise, or anything else we would like to bring up. Riley, what have you been doing? I've been playing a very fun game that I'm sure all of you have heard of called Playing with a Cat. That's what I've been doing today. That's it. Have you been playing Catastrophe, that uh, cat VR game on PlayStation? If only. It's, I play it with should a real... be less than 10 bucks, dude. I played with a real cat. His name is Tony. He's outside. He's an Poor outside kitty. cat. Because my Poor mom kitty. doesn't want to let him in. Poor kitty. We've had, outside... We've had an outside cat before. Let's hope this one doesn't get ran over by the SWAT team. Oh, God. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> what happened to my last cat. You can tell how good of a neighborhood I live in because there was a fucking drug raid on a house like three doors down from me and, and my fucking cat got ran over by the fucking SWAT cars. Okay, folks, you know Gingy has a fucked up mind. If the first thing that came to mind is Riley's cat got run over by a SWAT truck. <laughs> oh, no. God damn it, Gingy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> In terms of so video, video games, video yes. comics, I play. I wonder, I wonder, I know somewhere, somewhere, Vito Gama is, is listening in. Where could he oh, have v- gone? Oh, he's Vito coming. Vito Gama He might be coming back soon. We'll, we'll see what happens. Wait, anyway, wait. continue, please, Riley. I mean, I guess I can just say, since I thought the decision was being made today, but Cola said it was being made next week, and I already said something about the MoCast, about it on the MoCast, so people already know that I do want to come back to this show. So if I come back, maybe maybe Mr. Vito Gomez will come back too. Who knows? What I said was, this is your last episode as an intern slash guest, and it would be decided how, depending on how the episode goes. So yeah, yeah stay I'm tuned, you guys. Yeah, stay tuned. To see, see what if happens. Gomez comes back. 
Because he's the one they care about. Nobody cares about Riley Brooks. They care about Vito. No, Riley can fuck off. We, we're glad Peg's dead. Riley can fuck off. We only want Vito Gomez back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Peg never quit the show. Riley quit the show. I, I, I should have just, like, fucking... Well, it's too, too bad. Peg's dead. Peg. I'll revive Peg him. Peg was worse dead. than Riley, so Peg would have been kicked off eventually. <laughs> Damn. But anyway, video game-wise, what have you been doing, buddy? I played some Dirtly Kurg, some Donkey Kong Country. Ooh. Danky Kang. Danky Kang. And, the most uh, dankest of all ape games. Yes, and I made it to the minecart level, and it was bullshit, so I stopped. All right. Jinji already heard about this because he shit-talked me about it, and then also got Celez to shit-talk me about it. I also played uh, Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's Island is a good game. Yes, it was. Fucking Yoshi's Island. There's a category of games for me that's just, like, the best. Like, fucking Yoshi's Island falls into this category. Basically, every Yoshi game falls into the category. Every Kirby game falls into that category. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee fall into this category, where it's just games... That just make you happy. There's like, there's a childlike innocence to them that just brings out like a fe- a, a feeling of pure happiness in you that you haven't felt in any other situation since you were like seven years old. They just bring out such like childlike whimsy. I think that's called yeah. nostalgia. It's not really nostalgia though, because it's not like it's not the memories. It's just the atmosphere. They're just like so innocent. And so pure. Like, I look at Yoshi's Island, and I'm like, oh, look at all the cute... Look at it, it's so cute, it's like crayons, it's, all, it's so good. It makes me feel like a kid. It makes me feel oh, like man. I'm a big kid now. I'm a big kid now. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what I was referencing. So anyway, yeah, I played Yoshi's Island. I beat... I've been playing it... I got so into Yoshi's Island for a couple days that I've both been playing the SNES version on my TV on my RetroPie and the GBA version on my phone. On the SNES version, I've beaten the entire first world. And on the GBA version, which I've, I've beaten half of the first world, it's much harder to play on the phone because trying to control a platformer with a touchscreen is hard. Unless it's like, a mobile port of a platformer that's specifically made for it, like the Sonic the Hedgehog ports. Okay. Oh, speaking of Sonic, I'm surprised we didn't fucking talk about it. They've uh, Sega and uh, kind of the whatever movie company they they uh, shown Sonic's new redesign. Yeah. Hold on, fucking d- drop everything. What do you guys think of the redesign? Fucking glorious. I'm glad they fucking did it. It looks so good. I think it's a massive improvement. I think I still think it could have been better. Like I think their desire to make this Sonic look different is stupid. Like they could literally just put our the Sonic we all know and love in CGI and it would be fine. The fact that they have to make it slightly different is kind of weird. This is definitely a massive fucking improvement. Oh, you, big time. What about you, Colo? How do you feel about the Sonic redesign? I think it looks so much better than the the uh, the original. 
I'm oh, actually God, excited to go see this Sonic movie now because the redesign is so good. Now, I'd like to state also Sonic? for the record that it comes out February 2020. Okay. But everyone was saying that the redesign cost budget was $30 million. No, it was only about $6 million to redo the look for Sonic. Are there any good movies coming out in May? I want to say Black Widow. I think that's the next MCU movie. Because um, cause if, I, if I do get the, my GPA to the point where I graduate and you come down here, I think we should go to the movies if there's something good playing. Yeah, we'll see, buddy. Perhaps Peg and Gingy should go to the movies. <laughs> You'll see if I don't actually physically in real life stood you up on the corner of Applebee's again. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna schedule like post graduation dinner at Applebee's just so you can stand me up at Applebee's and the joke can come full circle. <laughs> All right, buddy. Anything else? No, to me. To make the joke come full circle, I'm gonna happen to be down there for my other for other reasons, and Jinji's gonna leave you for me, and we're gonna hang out instead. Damn. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I'll, I'll leave you stranded at the Applebee's, and then me and Colo will circle back to your high school, and we'll take a selfie and send a picture to you, being like, "Hey, where are you at?" <laughs> like you start hanging out with one of my fucking friends instead of me. Anyway, as for video gums, I purchased because I, I procured a $10 PSN digital gift card. So I purchased Disney Afternoon Collection, which was on sale for $5, and a, the Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan Blue. I don't know why I said the full name. Super Saiyan Blue Gogeta in Dragon Ball Fighters. And Gogeta plays alright, like, the thing with the DLC characters is, as much as I like how they look, it feels weird to spend money on them, because they don't feel any different than any other character, really. Like, it'd be mm. stupid if they were different, because then they'd be, like, overpowered, and that'd be, like, a sort of pay-to-win thing. So it's kind of just like a give-and-take, like, you have to decide if the design is worth the money, because it just feels like any other character. It's just aesthetics at that point. It is pretty well. They all play differently. It is like a fighting game, but like they don't play that differently. They play differently at advanced levels of play. Every character plays virtually the same. If you're a normal player, if you're an actual like experienced fighting game player, that's when they all actually play. As for the Disney Afternoon Collection, I have. I am a zoomer. I am a young boy, and these four, five fucking. I, I guess I've only played three of them. These three fucking Nintendo Entertainment System games, uh, they don't hold up very well. I don't like them. I don't like them very much. Uh, I played... On the collection is... Uh, DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, Chippendale, Chippendale 2, Tailspin, and DuckTales 2. I have not touched any of the Chippendales or DuckTales 2. But the other, I played the other ones. Uh, Darkwing Duck was kind of just like weird, shitty Mega Man. Um, Tailspin was a like plane shooter, which would be great if the bullets weren't slow as fuck 
and we're fucking stupid with the button inputs. And DuckTales, a classic. Everybody loves DuckTales for the NES, right? Right? Not Riley Brooks. Riley Brooks does not like DuckTales for the NES. DuckTales for the NES is bad. I have not okay. touched Chippendale. I have not touched Chippendale yet because I was specifically going to stream Chippendale with my friend Silas because the co-op game. We were both going to play Chippendale. And he shows up to my house. He brings his mic. He brings his controller. So we can bring so we can bring the co we can play co-op Chippendale on stream. And then he connects his controller to my console. And it instantly sk- disconnects and says, but like, battery dead, please charge. And at that point, I was ready to fucking throw him out of my front door. Because the boy never remembers to charge his goddamn controller. It's ridiculous. So instead, I decided I'm going to stream Tailspin. Tailspin looked like it was fine because I assumed it was just like any other plane shooter. I didn't know about the bullshit bullet controls. And that stream, if you guys want to watch it, is just 25 minutes of me getting the most pissed off at these fucking games from the or fucking mid-90s for the Nintendo Entertainment System. If you're going to buy a Disney collection, buy the one that Jinji bought with Aladdin and Lion King. Those are better games. So glorious. Well, Aladdin is a better game. I've heard a lot of Fuck things you. about Lion King for the Super Nintendo that aren't good. Isn't that game, like, impossible? People have told me that game is, like, impossible. No, I've beaten it when I was a child. You beat Lion King? Yes. Oh, shit. A lot of people tell me it's, like, really hard. Me? Uh, decently. <laughs> Damn. All, right, all of um, this and staying in. Yeah, because you forget to cut out anything. Um, Just for that, it's staying in. Damn. Wow. I'm, you're really showing me by reducing the quality of your own podcast. <laughs> um, I played a little bit. At the very beginning of the week, I played a little bit more Pokemon Y because I would join in on voice chats where Jinji and Kolo and Celez were playing Sword and Shield, and I'm like, I'm going to play Pokemon too, except I'm going to play real Pokemon, play good Pokemon. So I played Pokemon Y, the best Pokemon game. I will say best Pokemon game on the 3DS. Best Pokemon game ever. No, sir. What's the best Pokemon game ever? Fucking Pokemon Emerald. I gotta agree with oh. you on that. Hold on, hold on. Um, I think you guys have best confused for worst. Let me explain what best uh, and no. worst mean, respectively. And we already um, we went on too many tangents outside of the bullshit. Best means good. Best means yeah, so not Emerald. Water and shittiness and horrible region. That's the fucking region, dumbass. Horrible graphics. Anyway, anyway, what else have you been playing, Mr. Riley? Um, I'd have to say that that's 
pretty much it. All right. Well, on to me now. Um, I have not been doing anything other than sword and shield. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I can give people an update without spoiling things. I do have so I have been I'm currently just past the sixth gym, about to go on to the seventh gym, but I'm waiting for my friends to catch up. Uh I'm currently working on the Pokedex. The Pokedex, I believe, is 436, I think. Or it, it's some it's something more than like 400 Pokemon in the game. But uh, my current Pokedex of Pokemon that I have caught is, I believe, I know it's above 300. I don't, let me double check. Yeah, so my current Pokedex is I've caught 312 and seen 333. So, it's it's pretty beefy. Uh, besides that, I guess the other somewhat interesting thing would be that uh, I currently have G- Gigantamax Pikachu, Meowth, Sandaconda, two Butterfreeze, and two Dreadnaws. And that's about it for that. Um, obviously, next week, hopefully, I'll have more, but we'll we'll see. But other than that, I've not been playing. I have literally not touched another video video game since last week since Sword and Shield came out. Okay, y'all are well, too addicted to this game. Well, since we did record. Uh... Last week as well, did you happen to play Pokemon Go during the Chimchar Community Day, Cola? Yes, I did. I did. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I did. I did uh, the Community Day. I got my three starters, and or I got my three right. shinies. I got my shiny family. So I got my shiny family uh, before, like within the first hour, and then I'm like, well, fuck this. It's cold outside. So I hopped in the car <laughs> and went right back home. Fair enough. Uh, little um, to find out Chimchar. that they released Galarian Weezing after the fucking yes, community day ended. So I missed out on Galarian Weezing. Well, well, Colo, you're perfectly fine, dude. Just keep an eye out for four-star raids, because that's where that the Galarian Weezing is in four-star raids right now. Oh, Jinji, that's so sweet. You think I get outside the house other than work? <laughs> Well, I ca- I I have a couple of spares for you, buddy. But um, All right. so yeah, that that's about it for me. Okay. Seeing as how we're on Pokemon Go, I did the community day for Chimchar as well. I got six total shinies, so I got my shiny family, and the the six Chimchar was really fucking cool. Uh, throughout the three hour time window, I got five shinies. And I gave up at that point. It was like, you know what? I got five. I got my shiny family. I got two trade baits. I'm I'm good. I'm fine. And you know, I was leaving. The, I was leaving the place where I was doing community day. And after doing the the Galarian Weezing raids, I was hatching a two kilometer egg. And when it hatched, sure enough, I got a shiny Chimchar out of it, which is told <laughs> like that. That was awesome. I wasn't expecting it, but um. Also been playing Jurassic World Alive as well. Still trying to get 
you know, just just gathering up DNA points, if I'm going to be honest with you guys. Not really working on any hybrid in particular. Um, trying to see what else can I talk about that's not Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, you know, I guess... I guess, well, I mean, I guess it's something else that I've been doing. I know I've told you guys that I've been going to uh, Full Sail University for graphic design, right? Uh, you might have. I know I've said it. Or maybe not on the show itself, but I'm pretty sure I told you guys I was going to Full Sail. Oh, yeah, you did tell us about Full Sail, definitely. Right, and I uh, come to find out that I have a current 3.0 GPA right now. But now that, and I guess the biggest game uh, that I played this last week is obviously Sword and Shield. And I will say, no spoilers, just in case you guys haven't played it yet, or if you don't want to be spoiled yet. Like, this is pretty much, like, your last week, and then we'll go full-blown spoilers next week. But, um, yeah, I finally beat the story. I will say, storyline-wise, overall, I enjoyed it. I have been just dicking around with the max raid battles, to be honest with you. That's pretty much all I've been doing in Pokemon Sword and Shield and running around in the wild areas. But I believe that that is about it. So with that being said, you guys, we're going to drop this segment here and go into our topic. We will be right back. Welcome back to the third segment of the show, where we will pick a topic about anything under the video game sun and have a discussion about it. Colo, what are we talking about today, buddy? Uh, I think we're talking about uh, South Park games, right? Yes. Awesome, I guessed right. Come on <laughs> down to South Park. Come on down, South Park. God damn it. Come on down to South Park and meet some friends of mine. You turned Chinese for a second there. I don't know what happened. I, I had a, I had a brain fart. Fuck off. So tell us about some throat throat of the South Park. And you turned Chinese. Why don't you tell us about some of them, Riley? Why, sure. Let me Google South Park video games and see if I can find a list. There are only nine of them. I'm aware that there's a small number. All right, we got for our first game, South Park, just South Park, for the Nintendo 64, PlayStation 1, Game Boy Color, and PC, released on December 12, 1998 on the Nintendo 64, September 30th, 1999 on the PlayStation 1, March 9th, 1999 on Microsoft Windows, Fall 2019 on a remake for Windows, apparently. And the Game Boy Color version was canceled. <laughs> South Park is a first-person shooter adventure video game based on the first few seasons of South Park, mostly taking inspiration from Starvin' Marvin, An Elephant Makes Love to a Pig, and Cartman Gets an Anal Pro. <laughs> <laughs> The game is powered by Turok 2, Seeds of Evil game engine, and was released in 1998 by Acclaim for the PC, Nintendo 64, and Sony PlayStation. 
Game Boy Color was in develop a game a Game Boy Color the Game Boy Color version was in development but was canceled during the development process. The Brazilian version of the Nintendo sixty four game was published by Gradient. Blah blah blah. Nobody cares. Um, a remake of this game was supposed to come out in fall twenty nineteen, but I don't know if it ever did. And the plot of this game, real quick: a malevolent green comet of combined evil blast across the universe. Stop laughing about Pokemon. Fuck you. Blast across the universe towards Earth and flies through the town of South Park. The combat causes several major occurrences to befall the town. It is up to the boys to destroy the evil created from it. Their first problem is wild rampaging turkeys. And it's a first-person shooter game where your weapon is snowballs, basically. So yeah, any of you ever even seen this game by any chance? I have seen it, but I've never played it. Nobody cares about a fucking pinball machine. That doesn't count. Oh, hell yeah. South Park Chef's Love Shack for the Dreamcast, PS1, Nintendo 64. All released near each other in 1999. And PC. Chef's Love Shack. Love Shack. Love Shack. (laughs) Is a party video game featuring quizzes and mini games. It was first released in 1999, the N64, PlayStation, Dreamcast, and PC. The game features many voices from the show, such as Isaac Hayes, Matt Stone, and Trey Parker. It features a wide variety of mini games and features all of the South Park characters in one way or another, though you can only play as the main four boys. There are plenty of mini games. It's basically Mario Party, but South Park. I actually want this game. Hmm. I could totally just I could buy a copy of it online and play it because PS3 has PS1 backwards compatibility. So if I really wanted to buy Chef's Love Shack for the PS1 and play it, I could. I'm sure you can find it somewhere. I mean, I'm sure it's easily fa- found on Amazon. Is the word I was looking for? Yes. I believe that would be the word you should be should be using. Um, shit. Hey, Gingy, you want to take this link I sent you and tell everybody about South Park Rally while I go to the bathroom and eat a piece of cake? Uh, South Park Rally was originally released in 1999 for the Dreamcast, PlayStation, and Nintendo 64, uh, developed by Tantalus Interactive, published by Acclaim Entertainment, and distributed by Comedy Central. In the case if you don't know what it is, South Park Rally is, can you guess it? A racing game. How did oh you my know? god. Yep, it's divided into three game modes, championship, arcade, and multiplayer. Uh, the main focus of the game, which is championship, has 14 different races, additional races in the Dreamcast version, all of which had had to be done in order. This is the only mode where characters and tracks can be unlocked. Uh, practice arcade is just a practice mode, and multiplayer obviously is, you know, race against other people. Have either one of you two gentlemen played South Park Rally? Nope. Well, I I had some experience. I, you know, I remember. I remember hanging out at a buddy's basement playing this one. So, yes, I can say I have played it quite a bit. 
not as a lot because I don't have too many memories of it. But yeah, what what about you, Riley? All oh, right, you said he's gone. God damn it! Can it be? So the one that I had most experience, uh, one of the top South Park games I had experience playing is South Park: The Stick of Truth. The Stick of Truth was originally released in 2014. That came out for the Xbox and Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. The also was released to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Um, was developed by Obsidian Entertainment and published by Ubisoft. Uh, the game follows you as the new kid who has moved to the town and becomes involved in an epic roleplay fantasy war involving humans, wizards, and elves who are fighting for control of the all-powerful stick of truth. Their game quickly escalates out of control and brings them into conflicts with aliens, Nazi zombies, and garden gnomes, threatening the entire town with destruction. Absolutely fucking love it. Love it. And it's played from a 2.5D third-person perspective, replicating the aesthetic of the television series. And you are freely able to explore the entire town of South Park. So yes, what do you guys think of the Stick of Truth? Have you guys ever played it? It sounds pretty cool. It sounds it sounds like a game that like if I had some extra cash, like some money to burn, I'd buy it. Other than that, no, I have I have not touched it. What about you, Riley? Uh, sorry, stick of Truth was... is fucking great. Is that your Stick of Truth? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, it's my stick of truth. Stick of truth is fucking glorious. Perfect video game representation of South Park. But uh, the uh, last one I wanted to talk about is uh, quite easily my favorite South Park game of all time is South Park the Fractured But Whole. And I have to emphasize the space points. But um, the Fractured But Whole it's a 2017 game that was released by Ubisoft and published, or that was developed by Ubisoft San Francisco and published by Ubisoft. And it was based, again, on South Park. And it is the direct sequel to The Stick of Truth. And the game's narrative occurs one day after the events of its predecessor. So literally, one day... After the entire event of this uh, Stick of Truth, you are now involved in an epic role play involving two rival superhero fat factions vibing to create their own superhero media franchises. Uh, the superheroes game unintentionally uncovers a conspiracy to raise crime in the town, bringing them into conflict with supervillains, genetically engineered monsters, the police, crime families, and the new kingpin of crime. Uh, this game was released for PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. I have played the crap out of it. I have beaten it for my Xbox One when I had it. And I have been playing it a lot on my Switch. I haven't beat it. I've been taking my sweet time with it. What about you guys? Really lacking in commentary here on my part. <laughs> It's all right, Colo. Yeah, and then of course there is 
uh, mobile South Park game that came out last year called South Park Phone Destroyer. And it was developed by Red Lynx and published by Ubisoft. And it's essentially a... Uh, Uh, how do I? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Phone Destroyer follows the children of the small town as they play a game based around different role-playing games using different themes. Adventure, sci-fi, mystical, fantasy, neutral, and superheroes. And again, you take place as the new kid. And it's essentially a game played with a deck of cards that consists of characters from the television series. But, um, how do I describe it? It's like each card, each card has a cost that you have to pay in order to use said card to summon it. If that makes sense, Kolo? Yeah, that makes sense. And, uh, in order to use the cost for these cards, your mana bar has to fill up. Okay. And then, yeah, as you summon the cards up to the field, the cards move to the right to get closer to your opponent to knock them out. So, like, it's one of those territory games. Okay. So, yeah, it's not bad, but to be honest, it has too much PvP. But, yeah, that's that's Phone Destroyer, and it's a mobile game. It's free to play. If you guys like South Park, I would say go go do it. But, uh... Riley, are you back? No, he left the chat. Did he really? Yeah, he might be re- doing. I, I, I don't know. He might be well, busy or something. I don't. Right. I don't know. Well, I think in this case we can just cut it and jump to the bullshit, huh? Yep. All right. Well, with that being said, you guys, we're going to wrap it up here and jump into our bullshittery. We will be right back. <laughs> And welcome back to the bullshit segment of the show, you guys. So, yeah. Bullshit away. Yeah, so, my commentary really lacked this episode. I am very, very sorry. I've never played any of the South Park games. I have no no knowledge of them whatsoever. So, I apologize. That's alright, Colo. I mean, hell, you could try Phone Destroyer. It's free to play. Download it on your phone. Just try it. I could if I really wanted to. There you go. That's something we can do while we're doing our mass trading after the show tonight. Yeah, Gingy's Gingy is going to help me complete my Pokedex. I do plan on doing a living dex after I complete the Pokedex. That'll be fun. Cause I mean, once I complete the Pokedex, I have all the evolved forms. I'd think what's gonna be the biggest pain in my ass is going to be the middle evolutions, because I actually have to go and evolve them. But, like, all I gotta do is just go and breed the shit ton out of a bunch of fucking Pokemon. It can't be that hard. No, can't be that hard. But, alright. I don't know what you're breeding, because my phone died, but... Oof. Yeah, we're in the bullshit segment now, so yeah, good timing that your phone died. Shit. Man, you couldn't even wait for me and then edit it out later. Damn. Yeah. 
But yeah, any other any other bullshit stories, you guys? Oh, I did get the uh, the day with Pikachu, a cool new friend at GameStop today. Nice. Finally How's got that? one I've been that wanting. Cool? Yeah, it's it's cool. It's a little. It's a little Pikachu standing next to a, a, a snowman with a Delibird hat on the Pikachu. That's adorable. Yeah, it's cute as fuck. I'll send it as a uh, DM to you, Colo. That's absolutely adorable. Damn, why can't I fucking see it? Well, I also did post it in general, so I guess y'all, everybody can see it. My bullshit story is that the cat is back. They keep... I keep having to get put through the pain of letting this cat, kicking this cat out for the night over and over again. Why don't you just sneak him into your room? She is in my room, but I don't want to leave her in here and have her fucking pee and poop everywhere. And clean it up. If it's on my bed, I can't clean it up. Yes, you can. Put it in the washer. I don't know how to do laundry. I was just about to ask My God. Do you know how to do laundry? (laughs) No. My god. Yeah, the first time I kicked her out, I heard her fucking screaming like she was getting attacked, so I went and found her and got her back. And then when I kicked her out again, and my mom let him back in when she went out to the laundry room. So I had to kick the thing out a third time at some point. (laughs) Yes, I have a... I have a cat now. He lives outside, but he, he comes in during the day. That's the that's the rules. His name is Steve for some reason. That's what that's what Jason has decided. Steve? Yes, yeah, it's Steve the cat. Please, please make his last name Wilkos. He doesn't have a last name. Steve You see, we initially thought it was a girl, and I was going to name her Mage. But then we seem to have found out that he's a boy, and we're naming him Steve. Alright. But yeah, any other... Any other bullshittery aside, gentlemen? Um, not really. I don't have much to update on. No fun okay. stories or anything like that. Other than the fact that I'm going to be doing a... I want to do my first living decks on, through Sword and Shield, which will give me some something to do after I complete the game. But other than that, nope. Alright. Riley, do you? It's everybody's favorite Marvel movie. Marvel movie? Let's get top three Marvel Cinematic Universe movies from each of us. Ooh. Oh, okay. Number one, Endgame, hands down. I wildly disagree. Uh, Number two, I would have to say... I would have to go with Iron Man 2. That's my number two. You know... And then number three, I, number I would three have to go two. with uh, yeah, the first Captain America. What about you, Colo? Uh, Endgame, Avengers 1, Iron Man 3. Okay. 
My Actually, no. Uh, Endgame, Avengers, Age of Ultron. Then Iron Man 3. Alright, my list is going to be pretty controversial because Endgame is not on it and a certain other movie is. Infinity War? My top three from first to three is Spider-Man Homecoming, Captain Marvel, Infinity War. Get Captain Marvel off that fucking dead garbage. Captain Marvel is great. Fucking garbage. Captain Marvel doesn't doesn't deserve to be on your top three. Well, it is on my top three. I enjoyed it the second most out of all the Marvel movies. That is my opinion. Fuck off. God you, damn you, it. You are, you are valid to be wrong. But before, but, before Gigi, we wrap hold up... Hold on, Gigi. Like I always say, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, even if it's wrong. <laughs> but before, before we wrap up the show, you guys, I think it's safe to say at this point, Riley is back. Not as an intern. But, Riley, I know you said you had something you wanted to read, right? I totally fucking forgot. You're the one who told me. Yeah, but throughout the night, I had to deal with fucking the cat and shit in the middle of recording, and my phone died. I forgot all about this shit. We could always extend it another week and have you intern next week. No, fuck you. I was about to say, it, it, it could get you some college credit, but... <laughs> it's time for me to... It's time for me to... <laughs> from the heart. From the heart. Nobody wrote it. I didn't write it. Colo definitely didn't write it. It's an apology. I, Riley Brooks, would like to... Insincerely? Sincerely apologize for my recent actions regarding my absence from this wonderful podcast. I would like to apologize to the two best hosts that I've ever had the amazing pleasure to work with, Jinji and Penguin. Um, Both of them I, warned I think, me that my actions would have consequences. I, I think that was wrong. I think, I, think, I think you meant uh, Jinji and Colo. I have now seen the consequences of my actions, and I would like to apologize <laughs> to everyone. Nope. Jinji, Penguin, and all of you listening, I am a very stupid child. Hey. I have finally come to terms. Word for word, or it gets an... Word for word, Riley. Come on. I realize that I have a lot of work, a lot to work on. And I hope that everyone would be able to forgive me for my stupidity and bad decisions in the past. I would like to move on from all this and be the most responsible, caring, and respectful colleague on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that I, Riley Brooks can be able to become less annoying and less childish, and most of all, less of an asshole to my fellow colleagues. It seems sincere enough. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's my apology. We'll see so We'll sorry. see if he, he does have some work on uh, responsibility, caring, and respectfulness, but... I'm so sorry to my two amazing colleagues who I've worked with in my Pixels Media time that I wronged J- Raging Gigi and Penguin Mage. And Colo. <laughs> Asshole. Who's that? Alright, All so right. uh, join us next next week uh, <laughs> when R- intern Riley uh, officially becomes a guest of the show. <laughs> <laughs>
But no, in, in all seriousness, that seems sincere enough. Yes. A few, a few things I, he, right, see, the thing is, Riley sent me this, and he said, hey, can you proofread this? I would like to read this on the show tonight. So I'm like, oh, perfect. So he did, he did miss a couple sentences. I don't know why he didn't read them, but, uh. I read every sentence. No. Anyway. I missed two words. I I read every sentence. I feel like it's safe to say that we can bring him back on. Don't you think, Jinji? Yes, at this point. Guys, the joke is that I didn't apologize to Colo. That's the joke. <laughs> for the, for the record, I am also sorry to Colo. You should be, because I was one of the biggest. I don't know what you, what you, Jinji, and Penguin talked about when I wasn't in chat, whether it was DMs or whatever. But I feel like I was. Of the three, I, from my personal experience, I talked to you a lot about that decision. So it hurt me when you made the wrong decision. But it's all done and over with, so we'll put that behind us and move on. Yep. Y'all can't get rid of me. You thought you were... Oh, we can. You thought it was over. I'm talking to the listeners, not you. You guys can get rid of me. You guys thought you were rid of me. You guys thought it was over. You thought you had finally escaped. Wrong. Dead wrong. You will never escape the Riley Void. Alright, well, that being said, Riley, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Riley Tweets, on YouTube as Riley Brooks, where you can find most of my podcasts, for the exception of a couple, the MoCast, which can be found, basically just look up at NotMoDiggity42 on Twitter. He tweets every new episode. It's in a lot of weird places, I don't know. But if you are a fan of listening to video game centric podcasts, you might like this week's MoCast because we talked about dead on arrival games. We talked about games that were games and consoles that were commercial failures and it was a good time. And I'd say that's about it. I've got a new podcast in the pipe with penguin coming someday. All right. Colo, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as ColoChu54. You can find me on YouTube as ColoChu, and that's about it. All right. Well, you can find me on my personal Twitter at RagingGingy. You can follow the show at PPAF Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or even topic suggestions besides dropping it in the Discord servers... Uh, which I always leave the link down below. You guys can send an email directly to ppandfpodcast at gmail.com. So with that being said, you guys, this has been the seven, the 70th episode of Pixels, Polygons, and Fun video game podcast. You talk about anything under the video game sun. I've been your host, Jinji. Just to point out, it's, it's a good number point out is that that's exactly 10 episodes that my exit from the show lasted. I left at 60 and I came back at 70.
Oh, this is also speaking of which, speaking of numbers, uh I have officially been on I have officially been on half of all of the episodes. I started on thirty five. Woohoo Hey, sweet. Yeah, I just realized that. Damn, it doesn't it doesn't feel like I I've been I've been on the podcast for 30 35 Hold episodes. On, I have a bullshit thing. I never mentioned this. This is going to be very relevant to you guys. By very relevant, I mean not that relevant, but kind of. I don't know if either of you have seen it, but a YouTube video I did a couple weeks ago was I tier I put all of my po- many podcast co-hosts into a tier list. Have either of you seen this video? No, but that sounds very, very dangerous. I was just about yeah, to say, can... that sounds dangerous, Riley. I can tell you both where I put you into tiers. There's the S tier, A tier, B tier, C tier, and D tier, but literally nobody is in the D tier. Do you want to know where you both landed? Yeah, so I don't have to go give you the uh, view. <laughs> <laughs> Gingy, you sir, do you want to predict where you landed? I'm going to go into the P tier for the pun tier. Um, That would have been a hilarious idea that I probably should have done. But no, you, Gingy, are in the S tier. All right. You, you did That's it. the you tippy won. top, right? That yeah. is the tippy top. Yes. All right. Hello, you want to predict where you fell? B. Brown noser. No. You fell at A. <gasps> this and we're going to leave it there. This has been the Hold 70th on. episode of Pixels Polygons and Fun. Tell you where everybody else tier, so Colo knows who beat him. No, just just go just go give Riley Brooks a a view on his YouTube channel and check it out. Yes. Hey, right. This go has been that. the 70th episode of Pixels Polygons and Fun. I've been Colo too. I've been Jinji, the host of the goddamn show. Thank you for taking away my exit, <laughs> asshole. And that's been our what no longer intern about? and newest host of the show, Riley Brooks. I've been the keeper of a cat and also Riley. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Bye-bye.